There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. Hope everybody is doing well out there. Had a great weekend, and here we go back celebrating one of the top holidays of the year, Indictment Week. Jim, how are you? <laughs> Indictment Week? Yeah, I still have my, this recurring holiday my nuclear war stuff week. up. Ugh. I thought we were doing nuclear war this I guess I got to keep up with these no, holidays. No, right? no, this is in so well they, they have uh, their own holidays that they create, right? Juneteenth oh, and all these. Right. So I am calling this indictment week. Right, right. Yeah, I mean Well, yeah, you know, the I'm gonna Juneteenth put my American thing. flag out there. I'm going to celebrate, right? I'm going to have some barbecues and uh, wear some patriotic gear and attire. Go maybe go shoot some guns. It's it's indictment week. Yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. I think it's great. Sad part of it is, is that we, <laughs> I just got too many decorations now. I don't have enough storage. I'm gonna have to really start picking and choosing on which ones I want to put, celebrate now. I guess it's getting costly. So it, it definitely is, and, and I thought about putting up my indictment tree, um, but <laughs> uh, I didn't have any rope. So <laughs> do you hang that tree upside down from the ceiling, or how does that how does that work? No, no, you you you. you put the tree up and then you put rope from one of the branches uh um, oh, but yeah okay. yeah i don't know it's uh <laughs> <laughs> that tree didn't hang itself <laughs> <laughs> that tree didn't hang itself right oh my goodness it's just jokes guys they're just jokes that's no, all they are nobody we're get their just, feelings uh, right we're talking about the the tree of liberty right yeah the liberty tree Absolutely. that that's the that's the tree of indictment week um you know, Donald Trump was indicted last week for anybody out there who uh, had not heard. And uh, tomorrow is the big arraignment day. And so tomorrow he has to be at uh, in Miami at 3 p.m. at the federal courthouse where he is going to be read his charges, possibly booked. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have a feeling that Secret Service and his security are not going to allow him to go. Um, so if they try to arrest this man, good luck. Um, yeah. There is going to be a, probably a standoff with with his his staff. And, you know, right. rightfully so, that this is not any normal man. He cannot just be locked up into a prison. He cannot be booked. He cannot. I mean, this is a former president. They, they cannot have that happen. Um, and we, we know that this is a massive witch hunt. Uh, looking at the list of charges that are coming against him, um, these are all baloney. But isn't like the whole idea of grand jury like you can you can indict a cheese sandwich because grand juries are like a hundred percent. Like if you take it to grand jury, you're going to get a, an indictment, and that basically how that said. Well, yeah, There's, you know, the level I look at like the grand jury stuff as um, a, a failure within our legal system. And the reason I right. say that is because there's no public overview of this case, right? Everything is done in secret. There's, right. there's nine people working in secret that are completely anonymous. You know, whatever happened to a jury of your peers, 
This doesn't yeah. appear to be a jury of your peers when you have no idea who these people are. Oh, we assure you, they were randomly selected, and they're all conservative, and they're all just, yeah. you know, they love you, Donald Trump. Like, no, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I mm-hmm. have some real doubts about how this all operates. We know that uh, we've seen this before. And what this leads to is this leads to civil war. And the reason I say that, and I don't mean to be doom and gloom or or say that, is because that's what they want. They want to destabilize the nation. They want to unturn everything that Americans have worked for. They want absolute chaos in the streets. These people are absolute pure evil. And they mm-hmm. want to destroy this country. They want to destroy your family. They want to destroy your your wealth. They want to make sure that you are sick, hungry, poor, homeless, defenseless, and begging your government for any scraps. That's what they want. That's that's the start of Marxism. That's how Marxism starts in this country, and that's how it's starting right now. And the one man standing in their way, the one man that stood up to them with millions upon millions behind, probably 100 million Americans behind him, mm-hmm. got in his oh, yeah. way. They are literally taking out right now. And I, I wouldn't even, I, you know, listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this lightly, okay, is that what they don't care about doing is creating a martyr. They don't care. Okay? Right. You could potentially see something like that happen here in the next few days where they attempt to try to do something like that. Well, how are they going to ignore uh, uh, RFG, RFK? How are they going to ignore that other... Who's the, uh, the, the other kid that's running for president? He's really been making the tour on all the different shows. But he's like, I would pardon Trump day one no matter what, and he's my opponent. Um, these guys are out there ringing the bell and really talking about the truth of things. It's kind of amazing how much like truth is really piling out now. It's, this is no longer someone going, well, I heard there's a laptop, or I heard there was this, or I heard... No, these people are literally coming out, this is a fact, this is a fact. But if Trump goes into this case, doesn't he get to submit all those documents into the case as fact and say, well, these are all the factual papers I have. Which one of these are now considered uh, classified? And doesn't that mean then the public gets to see all of them as well? Nope. Nope. So what they're going to do is they're going to claim that um, this information is national security information. And what you'll see is basically them come forth with zero evidence because it's classified. I'm telling you. (laughs) That's how this is going to be. They're going to say. Wait, uh, so they're going to. You, you can't see. You, they can't talk about what it is that you did because it's classified, but we're going to still try to convict you of it? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna go in there. They're going to make their case, and the judge is going to go, well, let me see the documents. And they're going to say, well, sir, unfortunately, we can't show you the documents because they're classified. And you'll be like, well, so how do, you, how do we know? How does the jury know that these documents are classified? Well, you're just going to have to take our word for it. That, that's how this is going to literally go. Wow. So it's just this like it's just like a circle of nothing. Like it just comes keeps coming back to itself, and it doesn't move forward. It can't go back. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, this is all, just, and it's all. This all sounds like a big waste of time. Then, so what we do all this to do what? This is just about the character assassination, which everybody's doubling down on their support for Trump every time they do this. 
Exactly. And not only are people doubling down, is that he's gaining more and more supporters. He's increasing in the polls. Yeah. Like, this is why I say that they have to do something drastic. That, firstly, if they go to trial for this, you have to understand that they're not going to set the trial until mid to late 2024. You, right. you do realize that, which is in the middle of the oh, election, yeah. which is massive Lexington interference. Yeah. Um, they're going to try to negotiate with Trump's team, with his new lawyers, and how that negotiation is going to go is basically they're going to say, drop out of the presidential race, and we'll let this all slide. Oh, yep. what? Drop out of the race? And Trump's going to uh, Trump's going to kind of say no, give him one finger, and yeah. uh, point it at them. He's going to say no. Tell them how important they are. Yep, tell You're them how number one. Are. <laughs> you are number one. <laughs> then, then... What's going to happen is they say, well, if you move forward with this, we're going to we're going to take you to the trial and the trial is going to be set for mid 2024, which is right in the middle of election year. And Mm. this is this is a big problem, man. This is, you know, Americans understand that this is election interference, that this is a political witch hunt, that they've seen Bill Clinton with a Sox trial. 2013 Supreme Court case came out there and said the president, the former president can have classified material and he can store it anywhere he wants. It's his material. Okay, there's already legal precedent for what Trump did. Oh, my God, he was storing boxes in his bathroom. There's no reason to believe that those documents were classified. Nobody ever showed any classified documents in there. They just showed boxes. Everything that you right. saw with all the boxes everywhere, they're saying he stored classified materials like this. How do we know they're classified? They're, right. they're just boxes. We, we know <laughs> that the, 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 what they did find in Mar-a-Lago originally as it began was a bunch of classified folders, folders with classified markings, but there was no report of classified documents. Um, we know that a lot of this is pertaining to conversations that he had with his lawyer that were recorded. Well, that that's called client attorney confidentiality. Yeah. Number two is that everything that he said in those phone calls was in a sarcastic, joking manner. Mm-hmm. There's one where, like, I could show you, but uh, these are highly classified. It, it, show it, you, but I have to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> there's no proof or evidence that he showed anybody anything. It, it, it's all right. circumstantial and hearsay. Even on the recording, there's no evidence that he's showing anybody anything. And if it's one right. lawyer that's coming forth saying this, well, what? Did, how did they get him? And then this other guy, this uh, this Navy vet, they they offered. Well, they they basically threatened to take away his judgeship. What? Yeah. Already? They yeah, already, they, they're doing, they're going that far already? Yeah. Well, Golly. then he. So I guess I don't know what he did, but he's he got indicted too. What? Dude, this is got to stop, man. This has got to stop. There, this this <laughs> is you are you are watching the Nazis hard at work. Mm-hmm. I, I told you guys in my case. I mean, nobody wanted to listen to it back in 2016, and now you're seeing it with Trump, and you're seeing it with Stone, and you're seeing it with Flynn, and you're seeing it with you know Bannon and, and all these other guys. You know, why is it that J.P. Morgan Chase is willing to pay out two hundred um, two hundred ninety million dollars to Jeffrey Epstein's case if they did nothing wrong? Why is it that the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop's being talk, talked about now and as it's a reality? But what about Anthony Weiner's laptop? Have we all forgotten about what was on there? What about the what about Snowden? What about uh, WikiLeaks? Man. Oh, here we go. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. 
Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Opening up a can of worms on Monday morning. So, Jim, I'm pretty excited, yes, man. It, we are, it, it's June 12th. Okay. June 12th. And One July time. is coming fast approaching. And Two uh, weeks. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, two weeks. And we're going to be in New York State. We're going to be in the yeah. Rochester area. Jim Price and myself are having, well, three weeks, yeah. Jim Price mm-hmm. and myself are having an event at the Beachcomber in Canisius Lake right. on Sunday, July 2nd. From noon to 3 p.m., I hope that everybody can get out there and come visit us, say hi, and uh, help celebrate the 4th of July. I'm probably, um, I'm, I'm not going to drive. So yeah. that means I'll have a drink. That means I'll have a drink and we will drive. So it'll be a good oh, time. I hope yeah. everybody comes out there and uh, says hello, helps us celebrate the 4th of July. And uh, we'll, we'll give Jim the mic and just let him uh, be the entertainer. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He'll, he'll sit yeah. up there for hours and just go. I can go. Yeah, that's all right. But you know, we got uh, we're gonna. Ha- I have had some people reaching out, and they're excited about us coming up there and uh, being a part of the, you know, the weekend and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna try to get there. If I understand, I'm trying to get there Thursday night, um, so that way we could do the show in studio Friday. So we'll be hanging out and seeing if Bob makes good coffee or not. So we'll find out about that. Well, you know, I, I've, Bob. I've been in the studio, and uh, right. Bob definitely does not make good coffee. But oh, right. <laughs> it's I had okay. expectations. It's okay. But <laughs> <laughs> but they have beer in the fridge, so I think that that, right. that helps, right? Um, so yeah, that's gonna be great, and we're gonna be doing. Uh, I believe we're gonna be doing the show live um, that Monday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing oh. the show live from the studio that Monday. Okay. So that'd be fun. And uh, then the 4th of July will be off. And uh, then uh, the 5th of July, uh, I'm going to try. Yeah, I think we should be able to do the show live. Uh, I'll be able, at least be able to do the show live from the studio on July 5th. And then mm-hmm. I'm heading back that day. So this will be uh, – this, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be a good trip. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. Last year we had a really good turnout. Um, and that was at Mortalis Brewery there in Avon. And so, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But now let's get back right to, to the deep state and what they're planning. Okay. What, Jim, what? Jim, what is the evil planning? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's. Um, have you ever seen something toy with something like a, a, a cat and a mouse? You know, the cat will will grab the mouse and then kind of let it go and run, and grab the mouse and kind of let it run. I, I really do believe these people are real super masochists, that they really enjoy seeing the pain of others and the destruction of what it is that we're out there struggling to keep ourselves, you know, between the mustard and the mayonnaise, keeping us out of the ditches. We're working on moving forward, and they like just seeing, you know, the manipulation of the weather, the food, all these different things. And then you have the whole religious sacrifice behind it. These people really, they really don't care. They don't really care, guys. They don't care about your opinion until you stand up. That's when they, then you freak them out. Uh, but you guys are that powerful. I was having a conversation with a guy at coffee this morning that, you know, when you really think about how powerful we really are and how hard they have worked to keep us from knowing how powerful we are, that tells you how powerful you are, right? So how much effort they're putting into keeping you away from who you could be, that should tell you what we're up, what, how great we can be. Did that make sense? Did I say that right? I think I said I, that right. Well, you, you got there. You got there. Yeah, I landed the plane. So, All right. so Jim, how powerful are we 
I honestly think that we can actually do anything. Like when we talk about, okay, let me do it this way. Think about this, folks. It says in the Bible that if you had the faith, the understanding, the the faith without fear of a mustard seed, you could move a mountain. And imagine how much more you weigh than a mountain. If your entire being believed in what you could do, how absolutely powerful could you truly be? Mm. If the faith of a mustard seed uh, could move a mountain, and that's about the size of a you know less than a grain of sand, um, what what could you do if your whole being believed and how great you really are? Wow. That's what you're. You limit you. You're the only one that's building cages for yourself. You have only limit yourself. I want some spicy mustard now. Um, well, I, I agree. And, and that has been repeated over and over through philosophical, spiritual, and religious context for aeons. That you can move mountains when the faith instilled within you is instilled within yourself through the power of God. And listen, people, I think everybody understands that we are coming up to this focal point, to this precipice moment that our country is in a massive process of change and that Mm. if we stand by and do nothing, then these globalists and these Marxists will take this country over and we will have failed this 250-year project. But yet, if we come together... If we rise up, speak up, if we can join, if we we find commonality, we can stop this tyranny in its tracks. We are in the we so if you don't think you're being oppressed right now, if you don't if you don't think that it's bad, they are utilizing the Department of Justice to go after Donald Trump, who did literally nothing wrong. He he did the same thing that every other president... I mean, Barack Obama was storing classified documents in a Chinese restaurant. You, you, want, you want to add an insult to injury? You want to add it? How about what? this one? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. His right. former oh, aide yeah. was storing classified documents in a Chinese strip mall. He, here's the thing, Jim. He's he you was haul out of places? President. He's vice president. He doesn't have the authority to have classified documents. The fact that he had classified documents in the first place is a violation of the Espionage Act. That's how bad this really is with Donald Trump. Josh, I'm going to say you got some some old stuff from high school and maybe some old you know awards and stuff you got from when you were in the service or whatever. And you just you're running out of space at the house. Do you where do you go to store your stuff? Do you start thinking of like Chinese restaurants and and bathrooms to store your boxes in? Or where do you usually go for that? I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, maybe I'm thinking about where I store extra stuff outside my home. Well, typically Am I what not I do right? is I consult the Chinese embassy before, <laughs> before I make that decision. <laughs> where is the best place I should store these old yearbook files, guys? Um, <laughs> you, you can put them over there. <laughs> but listen. Put them by the fish. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, so How, Joe Biden who can hear that story and go to, legit well go Joe Biden shouldn't have had access to classified documents well, after he yeah, left the yeah, vice presidency but he yeah. did Mike Pence did no, no nothing coming against him but you know what you know what people on Twitter told me well they gave those documents back that's why they're not being prosecuted they did I, I'm like yeah 
they, Joe Biden didn't give them back. He's still being trailed about, and they're still finding them. But here's the thing, is they shouldn't have had them in the first place. The fact that they had the documents is a direct right. violation of federal law. Like, that's a crime, a big crime. If, if, if they walked into Jim Price's home, yeah, and Jim Price had some classified documents from when he served in the Air Force, just yeah. laying around. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> Next to my they, Corvette. You would be going to Leavenworth. <laughs> you would be you would be going to jail for. You would never hear from me again. Years. You would not hear yes. from me. There would. Yeah. There's no press release. There's no comp. You know, conference. You know, no nothing. It's gone. But Donald Trump, who had who has the legal authority to have these documents. So here's the thing: they're not contesting that Donald Trump can have the documents. I hope everybody understands that. They're not contesting that Donald Trump can have the documents. Remember, that's what it was about first? And then the argument right. was made, they're like, well, it's not that fact. It's that you released classified information to people who shouldn't have had it. His lawyer? Well, guess what? His lawyer represents him. And through U.S. law, when a, a case comes up that's pertinent to certain information, the, the former president can share that information with his lawyer under client-attorney privilege. Even if that information is classified, if it deems him innocence. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. And we have a legal precedent for that. But you know what? They, they don't <laughs> care. The, the, this, right. is, this is why this is a witch hunt. This is why they are coming after him with everything, including the kitchen sink. Because they want to take this man down. And here's the thing. Is they're not going to stop him. He, this, man, this man could be behind federal bars in prison and he will win the presidency that that is yeah. how ridiculous these people you, are are you allowed to pardon yourself can you pardon yourself uh, well uh, i pardon myself uh donald g trump i pardon myself i i don't know but what i do know is that by the time the november 2024 election comes about mm-hmm. this country is not going to be recognizable agreed agreed Absolutely agreed. It's no longer going to be the Constitutional Republic that was created 250 years ago. It's not going to be recognizable. You're going to see rainbow flags hanging everywhere. Did you see the rainbow flag on the White House that hung higher than the U.S. flag? Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you see the comparison between Veterans Day when there was nothing hung there? Yeah. Or Memorial Day when there was nothing hung there? And then on that, yeah. No. Listen, Why, I, okay, I, Josh. When, okay, when, do, when did I miss? Let me ask you this question. This is really this is really chung and cheek. This is a joke. Oh. Save your joke for after the break, Jim. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight show. It's joke time. Joke time. Well, it's it's tongue-in-cheek time. And this is all meant out of that. But here's the thing. When your your potato-in-chief got up there on Saturday or whatever it was in front of the Georgia White House and said... Hey, listen, you know, you guys are so brave, and we stand by you, and we protect you. When was there lynching of the LGBTQ and assassinations? And was there something that I missed in our society where we were somehow, like, what are we talking about here? Why is he saying that they're being so brave to come out and we stand by you? Was there some type of, like, uh, Physical persecution, like demonstrations, where people being beat in the street or hung by trees that I didn't know about. I'm not. I know this is not much of a joke. It's not landing this, you know, as a joke. But the reality is, like, where, did I miss out on something? Where, where did I miss the hangings, the lynchings? Where, where was I? Where these people are now being set, uh, celebrated as some 
underling of the society that we just now figured out we got to quit beating these people. Like, when did we do that? When did that happen? Did we were we in a cycle of beating these people before or killing them? I don't know. Are you My talking confusion. about all the I'm violence confused. that apparently has happened in the world against these people? Yeah. Like where was where was I? Was I asleep I, for some I've of this? Wait, I've been looking for it too. I mean, I, you know, I hear this all the time like, you know, people are dying and there's violence. I'm like, where? Show They're me. in a state Give of emergency. Example. Like, they 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 filed a state of emergency. Their group, there's a page or something that says that LGBTQ community is in a state of emergency from the violence that is occurring in their communities. I'm like, from from who? From what? You guys are gyrating in front of little kids. The only violence I see is some old dude humping over the top of a little kid. Like that's violence. I think that's violence. I don't think you should be doing that. That's 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 pushing yourself onto somebody else. But yet they're saying they're the victims. I don't know. I guess I missed the whole lynching thing. I, I, I'm really disappointed. I guess I, I can't repent for something that I never did. I, I, I just don't know how to deal with this. How do I repent for things that never happened? Well, that's the thing, Jim. That's why it's a psyop. That's why this is a cultural Marxist revolution. Because they come out there exclaiming things that never happened. And I'm saying no. I'm not saying that nobody has ever. Um, this situation has never happened before. That someone didn't, um, you know, single somebody out because they were a member of that community and, and you know, have violence against them, right? I'm not saying that. Right. I'm saying that this is not an epidemic. That this is not something that, like, oh my goodness, we need to, like, change all the laws about, right? Like, yeah, because we were allowing a lot of lynching of LGBTQ. <laughs> like, like, we really got to slow this down, guys. It's just yeah. happening too much. <laughs> this is horrible. Like, okay, go to South Africa. Like, just just be white and go to South Africa and tell me oh, what horrible yeah. is. Um, you know, take away your your land and your businesses and kill your kids. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, the the White House. So we, this discussion happened because the White House is flying a rainbow flag higher than the United States flag. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it shows you where the priorities are. The priorities lie within a psychological warfare operation. And if you are familiar with 5GW, Fifth Generation Warfare, and understand psychological warfare operations and how they operate, um, that's what this whole, this whole thing is. Everything mm-hmm. that you're seeing right now in, in both cultures, whether it's the... Um, the reparations and the slavery, whether it's the LGBTQ talk, the trans agenda that's being perpetuated, this is psychological warfare. And I, and I you know what, listen, if you want to be whoever you want to be, right? Yeah. You don't, not in the army, right? If you want to be, if you want to be <laughs> something or someone, okay, right. you have every right to do that at the age of 18. Go right ahead. That is your prerogative. I, you could go out and be a lizard and slice your tongue in two and tattoo your eyes. Right. I don't care. Like, have fun. Beautiful. Great. If you want to have a certain sexual preference, great. As long as it doesn't involve people under the age of 18, I'm okay with that, right? And you leave it in your bedroom. Leave yeah, it in your bedroom. Don't put it in, in don't put it in Disneyland. Don't put it in a parade. Don't put a sticker on your vehicle. Just do your thing in your room. Like, I, I mean, I don't go around telling people what I do or don't do. I don't. Why is it that they need to tell well, me you, what you they do? do? I'm not going to oh, lie. You. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but thanks. Yeah, but, but this is the interesting thing: is you can go out there and do and be whoever you want, but 
these people right now are victims to a social and cultural psychological warfare operation being perpetuated, influenced Mm -hmm. by mainstream media, by Hollywood, primarily by Hollywood, by actors, rappers, sports people, these types of things, and politicians. The three main points. And if we don't do something now, people, this radical agenda is going to take over this country. Right now, here's the thing, is right now they're like, we we have the majority. Dude, you guys don't even have what's, what's considered a minority. Like, they're... Well, they don't have a mind. Isn't that the art of war? Making yourself greater than you are to your enemy? I mean, I think yeah. the left, I think the, the crazies of us, the liberals, are actually a finite amount of us. I do. Josh, okay, you know how much traveling I've done over the last several years, right? I have been, I have literally driven to the east and west coast now at least six, seven times either way, okay? I was just, I went all the way down the, the all the way down to Florida, down to Homestead. I drove there. And I never, ever, Ever in the hundreds of thousands of miles that I, I'm, I have, guys, now, that there is no Biden flags. There are no Biden signs. There's no street signs. But you see trucks and billboards and all this stuff where Trump, 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 Trump. I don't think yep. they're out there. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a mirage. All right, we're going to go to the lines real quick. John, how are we doing, man? Hey, Josh. Hey, Jim. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm, hey, doing, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really ticked off about this indictment against Trump, another one. And good, and uh, the thing that the thing that uh, I want to harp on, I do this quite a bit, is uh, if we had a fair media, we wouldn't have these problems of this decline in the United States. It's the media that's driving this. It's not the de- it's really not the Democrats when you think about it. It's the media, and I take the philosophy, and I, I wish more people would. I uh, I send out. Email, probably 20 to 25 emails a week uh, criticizing uh, a lot of the uh, what the mainstream media reports. A lot, a lot has to do, a lot of my emails go to the Associated Press. A lot of them go to the NPR. Uh, you know, it, it, and a lot of national reporters, local reporters, etc. And I really believe that we, when I say we, as conservatives, as good, I'm an independent, uh, we have to use the Solowinsky tactic on the media on, every, on an everyday basis when we have the time. And that's what I'm trying to do, uh, to use that tactic to ridicule them, because they should be ridiculed. And if the Solowinsky technique, I've read Rules for Radicals, the Solowinsky attack. Uh, tactic is that if you isolate somebody, ridicule them long enough, they become a joke. And we know, you, the three of us know that the media right now is a joke. They're liars, misinformation, disinformation, it's unbelievable. NPR is another thing. The local NPR station here, WXXI, unbelievable uh, bias and disinformation, misinformation on a daily basis. I listen to, I get the Buffalo News, I get the Democrat and Chronicle, so I pay attention to the, uh, a lot of Democrat and Chronicle national news is uh, Associated Press, the Buffalo News, a lot of theirs is the New York Times. Uh, And the local reporters here at the Democrat and Chronicle, not all of them, 
but a lot of them are leftists. Now, the Buffalo News, their uh, local people are a little bit better. But that, that's the key. We have, and going back to WXXI, uh, I send them a lot of emails, too. And, and believe me, they're not vulgar. It's constructive criticism more than anything well, maybe else. they should be vulgar. Well, they're not vulgar, <laughs> but 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 uh, I I I tr- you know in a way I tried to point out the constructive criticism of of what the, what they're doing with facts. But, but see, John, with, that's the thing is they don't care. You, you know how you make a point to them? You stop buying the paper. You stop buying. You stop spending your money with them. You, you know how you make a point to WXXI is you stop watching them. You just turn it off. You you you, you call your cable company, say take this channel off, and you have that in the hundreds of thousands and the millions of people to do it, and then they go out of business. And they become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Uh, what? So you have. I believe you have to use the Solinsky re- uh, approach. You got to keep your. Your friends close, your enemies closer. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody, when I say everybody, more pe- people would take that philosophy and criticize, ridicule uh, their their bias and disinformation, misinformation. Trump, I thought, did an excellent job. One of the reasons he got elected to begin with was he called them out. He called it fake news. And that's one of the reasons they're after him today. But if if, but it caught on to his his people and people like me that are independents because we know what the real truth is. Yeah. I can understand. John, thank you so much for the call, my friend. The Saul Alinsky mm-hmm. technique. And not a bad idea to use their same techniques against them. What do you think, Jim? Well, again, this is the – you have the off-balance of things, right? You have – the constant moving the goalposts. You don't know where you're supposed to be. We're going to talk about what's going on in our bedrooms, which is nobody's business. This is then, oh, wait, we're going to go after Trump, but then we're not going to go after this person. Well, January 6th, are getting over-persecuted, um, and not prosecuted, but persecuted. We see this, and that's what keeps us off balance. So, yeah, we want to know what their plan is. We want to know what their plan of attack is, how they're going to act in the next way, so we can create, make a better decision going forward. But at the same time, this is what they're the best at creating chaos and shiny objects to make us chase after the wrong things. That's right. Oh, man. Well, thanks again, John, for that call. Well, keep up the fight, guys. We'll see you July 2nd. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. We'll we'll see you then. All right. Well, I think that we just need to vote with our dollars because that's what's happening with Target, Bud Light, and all of them. Yeah. Even even Jesus Chicken. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. 
local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight show. And, and some some little sure. breaking local news here. Right. Dozens of people in the water after boat, a tour boat capsizes inside Lockport Caves with 36 passengers on board. That's in Lockport, New York. Lockport Cave, New York. Um, that's up uh, by Buffalo, Niagara Falls area. And so it has been reported that 36 people on board and in the water, 12 individuals have been rescued so far. Um, it's exactly unclear how the boat capsized. But uh, Were they in the cave or they were at the lake at the cave? No, it's uh, it's kind of like a lake, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm, first of all, I'm not real big. I mean, I've done a lot of cave. I've, done, I've been in a lot of caves, but I couldn't imagine being in a boat in the water in a cave and then it capsizes. That's a lot of a lot of bad things all at once. (laughs) Keep those people in your purse. Let's go to the phones here and Mike. Mike, how we doing? Hey, Josh and Jim. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, while we're calling out uh, local news media, last week uh, our my beloved station WHEC had a had a story. Um, It's called their their segment is. uh, uh, um, fact or fiction, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what we had is some brave teachers in our Spenceport School District put it out on social media that they were teaching this program using this book called Red, and they were teaching it to kindergartners through second graders. Red is a transitional um, program used for equity, all right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the news calls up the uh, the school district said, hey, are you putting this out? And the school district's like, well, we have teachers using it, but, well, we're not kind of in a what's wishy-washy. And the bottom line is, like, the, the local um, the, the reporter goes, well, no, this is false. My wife and I are looking at each other. I'm like, 
wait a minute, you, you explained that the, there's teachers using this program, okay? You're, mm-hmm. you're not promoting it, but you're allowing teachers to use it, but it's false. And I, my, wife, my wife looks at me and she says, that's bull. I'm like, yeah. well, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're opening your eyes. Yeah, tax so. dollars are paying for that, too. Yep. WHEC, you are on notice. We're going to fact Boom. and fiction you. You are false. <laughs> you know, cancel them, people. Cancel. cancel your cable TV. You don't need it. Okay? Stop, stop subscribing to their news channels, their websites. You, you can find local news in your hometown or in your county. That gives just as good reporting that than these big ones out of Rochester. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I'd like to know more about that program. So if you have any information on that, send that over because uh, we well, will call up the school district and we will ask. What happened the to just questions. teaching kids math? We'll do it and... on the air. Ooh, you want to do that? Mm. Mm. That's what we should start doing. Hey, uh, hey, I'm doing. I'm a concerned parent, and I'm just curious. You know, I heard that you were teaching this, uh, this, <laughs> this, this rainbow stuff to some kindergartners. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so happy that you guys are doing this. You know, and, and I'm just curious. Like, what, what, what other programs do you guys have? I'm thinking about bringing my kids to your school and just see what happens. Yeah. Oh, we should do that and see what happens. Oh, a little, little undercover. Uh... Undercover action there. Watch, see how they react. I don't know. I mean, when's, you know, they, uh, your tax dollars are paying. When did it, I don't understand this. I remember that we were, I did, I went to school and I don't know if I ever knew my teacher's first names. And all the years I went to school. I never even would know the. I didn't know that they had first names. I mean, it was just you just called them by their their last name, and it was always Mister or Mrs. But now it's gone so far the other direction where these teachers are telling them what they do in their bedrooms. How is that not? How is that not? Uh, how is that not? That's that's pedophilia, isn't it? If I start getting up in front of a group of kids and just start telling them what I'm, I did in my bedroom last night, doesn't that doesn't that classify as that? Is there no laws against this? But if I have an education degree, it doesn't doesn't translate. I don't. I don't understand that. How does it get that way? Well, the teachers are supposed to be teachers, mentors. They're, they're not supposed to be teaching our children about adult things, and mm-hmm. that line needs to be drawn. And if there's a school, oh, and I I know there's schools out there. I can I can name one right now, Caledonia Mumford. I can name one right now. Okay. That is going down this very, very thin line. <clears throat> and, you know, I understand people are like, well, I don't, you know, I don't have the resources to take my kids out of this school and, and do all this stuff. Yeah, but you know what? If a thousand town members showed up in front of that school, which is a public school, and protested, the message could be sent. If a thousand members came to the school board and started calling mm. them out and declaring, we want your resignation now. Guess what happens? Progress becomes made. And the school yeah. board, I can tell you right now, is I've heard stories of the school board of, of some of these towns, Caledonia Mumford being one of them, because that's where I went to school. These people are mm-hmm. radical. They pumped money into that election to get these people in there. They, they had a person who's not even from that town 
run that nobody had ever heard of, run against a local who, who had 500 people, you know, like willfully going in there and supporting them. Right. And this person lost to an out-of-towner that nobody had ever heard of. <sighs> I'm telling you, people, we got to take our communities yeah. back. And it starts with those schools. It starts with those school boards. Show up to those school board meetings. Take yeah. no prisoners. And I mean that in a good way. Go in there. Well, I had the lady from uh, Tucson that actually – remember they had that Tucson uh, school board meeting where they went in and replaced everybody in one meeting? I had the lady who led that thing. She actually, I think she went ran for state senate in Arizona. I had her on my show, and she says it wasn't as hard as you believe. It wasn't. There wasn't anything physical. There wasn't anything. We just got there in number, and then they stepped down immediately. He goes that, and then we just elected new people. We we rep, we put in a representative government what we wanted according to the Constitution, and we are allowed to replace them anytime we want. And she said that's all we did. We just did it as a group. And it was that simple. There was no violence. There was no nothing. Just stood there in force at the school board meeting. And they left. Yep. It was amazing. So it can be done, folks. It's just about whether you got the stomach for it or not. Do you got the stomach for it, Jim? Oh, that's why I'm on here running my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Saying things you can't take back, right? If you need Jim or I to come out there to your school board meetings and represent you people, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'd love to. I'd be proud to come help you guys. Tell me where and when. I'd be glad, glad to be there. And if anything, if it's just to be there in, in solidarity with you, be there and say, "Hey, I was there with you." You know, if that's what you need, I'll, you know, lock, you know, be there and lockstep and I say, could "Show up and be quiet." <laughs> I couldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Price will be joining you for the next hour on the Dark Delight Show. I will be out of here for the day. Hope you guys all have a great day, great show, Jim. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Much love, or appreciation. Take care. God bless. We'll see you guys next time. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome, everybody, to the Dr. Light Show, the second hour of your extended lunch here on Mondays and Wednesdays. Your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys for being here. Well, as we continue on down this path of trying to figure out what in the world, the sad part of it is, is I've asked this question a lot of times to people. I was like, why do you not kill people? And they're like, well, I don't, what do you mean I don't kill people? I'm like, well, do you not kill people because there's a law? Well, no, I don't kill people because I don't want to kill people. I'm like, Oh, so your morality that you were born with, that you were not born with, that you were raised with, says that you know killing another human being is not in your wheelhouse. It's not what you do. But in so many times, we we all look around. We are every single one of you. 
Don't don't get all like, oh, you know, I'm above all that. I'm not. I'm nuts. This that's not me. But in reality, every single one of you have all said, "Well, throw them in jail. We should make a law about that. We need cat leash laws. We need to make sure every cat's on a leash." The sad part of it is, you cannot law morality into human beings. You can't do that. You no matter if you said that, you know. Even thinking about it, or you know, this or that, you could go go and create all these different levels of what you need to make sure that you're like, oh, people don't do this, don't do that. Well, all you're doing is creating a criminal action and then a penalty that goes with it. But the problem was that did you ever change the individual? And I think I think the sad part of it is is that as a society as whole. We tend to want to create this blanket effect where we say, oh, well, you know, we'll create this law, and uh, if we outlaw Rottweilers, what Rottweiler to human interaction injuries will decline and, and, and cease to exist. Well, it doesn't work that way. Because the problem is, is a lot of times, and I, and I want to say every time, that the, the actions of the dog are really a reflection of the human being who manages them. And I don't think people even realize that when you go to dog training, you don't go to dog training to train your dog. You go to dog training to train you and how to interact with your dog. And your dog follows your cues and follows your languages and follows your patterns and follows you know, your tonations. But what I'm saying is that we, we as human beings are missing the point of what I think when we say we need laws. I mean, I thought we had those whole, that whole Ten Commandments thing kind of worked out. I thought we had the whole idea that the Constitution limits the government. But we can't follow those two simple lists of things to limit our government and to limit and to, to look at ourselves and say, hey, these are things we probably shouldn't participate in. But why is it that we have that, ten, that list of ten in the Bible, and that's been around for thousands of years, and it worked for a long, 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 long time? But today we have so many laws and ordinances and rules and guidelines. Do you know that there's 22 million Americans right now that are felons, that are federal felons, and they don't even know it? And probably a bunch of you that are listening to me right now have went out and bought that pistol brace thing. I think you guys missed that whole story. The federal government is sending ATF agents, alcohol, tobacco, federal agents, to come to your house if you have bought and have you purchased a pistol brace, which was a brace to stabilize the pistol in your hand so that people that had disabilities that were being able to grip, grip pistols could do it with some assistance, okay? The guy who did it was a was a, just trying to ha- you know help his fellow uh, patriot out. But do you guys know that your federal government has got federal agents coming in and we need to have you talk about your pistol brace. Says here you made a purchase. That's what they've done. How did they get the list of people who purchased? How did they get the list of your address? How do they know that you have it? How do they know where that pistol brace went to? And how the fact that they know where all these 22 million of these went to? Guys, there's people out there that this is their J-O-B now, that the federal government has gotten up this morning and said, you know what we got to do, guys? We've been doing this whole, you know, fighting you know you know gun running and and the whole cocaine thing that we actually import into america to create jobs for us to be able to bust people with cocaine guys if you think i'm lying to you on that one you're not paying attention to anything around you your cia go watch uh, made in america you guys want the truth about what your american government is really doing go watch made in america go uh what was it lord of the lord of wars i think it was or lord of wars with um 
that there was a guy who was doing international arms, you know, smuggling. Watch that movie and see what your federal government. These are literally, literally fact-driven movies. Go watch these movies, and you'll find out that yes, your own government is shoveling cocaine and other types of fentanyl and all that stuff into your country. Oh, you guys can blame China? Okay. <laughs> Way to get caught up in the emotion of it. Oh, you're going to blame Mexico? <laughs> Again, sorry, you got caught up in the emotion of it. Guys, we have people who are creating crimes so they can continue to have a job. And I've said a thousand times, I'll say it again right now, I'd rather put, I would rather bonus a police officer that does not hand out one ticket and does not make one arrest for the entire year as opposed to the guy who got the most tickets and the most arrests. Why? Because I want problem solvers on my police force. I want problem solvers as my sheriffs. I want problem solvers as my marshals, my state police, troopers or whatever you guys call them in every state. See, for me, I want, I want to have those problem solvers. But I don't think we get that. I don't think we get the fact that we don't have problem solvers out there, that we are, we are incentivizing people and creating prisoners just so people can have low-paying jobs to watch them. Prison guard jobs are really not that great of jobs to have. They don't get paid very well, but we're putting a lot of people in jail. When our own Supreme Court says that 70 to 80% of everybody who is in jail right now, there is a not, they're in there for non-victim crimes. And by the way, the city, county, state, and the federal government cannot be the victim in a crime, but yet we allow that to go on in our criminal process every single day. And what am I going to tell you right now? Oh, there's a law against uh, there's a law against uh, Trump having uh, classified documents. Blah 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 blah. Again, whether Trump whether whether you know you can't law into morality. Look what Joe Biden's done. That guy's got eighteen thousand boxes, eighteen thousand boxes, not eight hundred, not 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 one thousand, eighteen thousand boxes that they said that they have now got of classified, top secret. Restricted access, eyes only paperwork that was being stored against is next to some Corvette with training wheels. By the way, guys, if you're gonna have a Corvette and you're gonna be like a you know kind of a big guy on the scene, why don't you have a Corvette that's actually like a cool Corvette, not one that's like a you know that any old guy can get off of uh, you know Facebook Marketplace, you know off of uh, you know Craigslist or something. I used to say like the Penny Power. We used to have Penny Power. I don't know if you guys ever had Penny Power, but I mean, he doesn't have the cool Corvette. And then to say that he's storing national security documentation that has top secret and classified and eyes only, uh, you know, uh, uh, logos and stamps and all this other stuff on there. And then your son's paying you fifty thousand dollars a month of rent for a place he doesn't live in. Do you see how none of this math makes sense to me, and how it doesn't? It, this doesn't work for me. But yet, at the same time, look like look what uh, Hunter Biden knows that smoking crack isn't uh, acceptable behavior. His dad is the one that championed the laws that made him a felon, according to the photos he, that the Chinese took of him while he was sitting there with his laptop and his phone and his tablet open, and they were just filming every single thing he was doing in his life. Yeah, that's where all those photos came from. But see, here's the thing, Mister. He's also a a, a lawyer. Remember that Hunter's a lawyer? Well, if he's a lawyer, he should know the law that that crack pipe he's smoking and taking pictures of, you know, getting his picture taken with. That's obviously a crime. But it didn't stop him from doing it. How about how about Joe Biden's niece and the shower entries from her 
diary that has been verified that's absolutely hers. The FBI and other intelligence agencies have actually said and verified that this is her documentation. This is her, this is her, her journal that talks about Joe in the shower with her. Why aren't we having that conversation? But what Joe knows it's against the law because he's obviously got a law degree. Even though he, he, he graduated at the bottom of his class, you know, the guy who finishes last in the doctor school is still a doctor. Do you understand you understand what I'm saying there, right? The guy who finished last in doctor school is still a doctor. I don't care how many ropes or sashes or armbands or stripes on your little robe you got to go walking down the aisle for 10 seconds of fame. I don't care if you were first in your class or whatever it is. The guy at the end of, that finished in the end of the class, he's still a doctor. He still gets to go do doctoring things. So let's say, just like Joe, he may have graduated the bo- towards the bottom of his class, but he's still graduated, and he knows he's a lawyer. He knows he shouldn't be doing this stuff. But does that change his behavior? No. Why? Because that individual has an individual problem. Now, I'm not giving him an out and saying that he's mentally broken. The things that he's, you know, he was raised to accept as normal behavior is you know, not his fault because he was taught differently. Well, I can accept a part of that, but the other part of it is this guy has a mental problem here with understanding right from wrong. Now, if you know anything about the human brain, there are processes within the brain that actually says that you have a cause and effect brain, meaning that part of your brain that believes that when you say something out loud or you do something, that you understand there may be repercussions for that, and that's what limits you. And see, this is what I'm talking about, guys. You could not kill people because it's against the law. Is that really what you're telling me? The only reason that you hold back of not killing somebody is because it's against the law? Because I don't think people sit down right there as they're getting ready to pull the trigger or pull their hand back to stab somebody or choke them or whatever it is. I don't think it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sit down here for a second. I'm going to contemplate my part in this, this action I'm doing. The sad part of it is some people, even no matter what law you're putting out there, they're still going to commit that crime. And to say that we have a society rushed out to say we want to be the ones that are going to hold them accountable and put them in boxes, I don't know, guys, that we're going out this the wrong way. Because obviously it ain't working the way we're doing it. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to everybody. The Dark Delight Show here at WYSL. Thank you so much for sticking around. Your extended lunch hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. Guys, I, I, I'm asking these questions because I want to walk through this. And I want you to understand that when we take a, a moment to really think about, a lot of the things that we do really do not ever fix the individual or fix society or make society better, but yet we throw billions and trillions of dollars. Now, guys, if you think I went too far on the word T, the trillions part, the whole war on crime, literally, or war on crime, war on drugs, literally created the drug industry we have today it's supercharged because i don't now okay this is going to hurt some feelings again reagan brought in the whole war on crimes just say no i get it okay i got that part the sad part of it is is that the government behind him the shadow government the establishment went out and started bringing in tons and tons and tons of cocaine into america and creating a trafficking stream that was never would never been able to happen. It would have taken decades to get this kind of infrastructure brought up. But our government was hauling in tons and tons and tons of this, bringing in, facilitating the trade on the street, creating these these crack epidemics in our country, 
just go watch the movie Made in, in America. I know that I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but watch the watch the movie. It seems a little hokey. It seems like the guy's a little dollar or whatever that he plays. But in reality, it was really what our own government was doing the whole time. And so they brought all this in. And the sad part of it is, is that we can say, well, you know, we 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 don't want them legalizing that cannabis stuff. That's going to do this and that. Do you guys know that cannabis actually lowers the consumption of alcohol in a state by thirty percent every time it goes recreational? Did you know that it literally drops anywhere from seventy to eighty percent domestic violence calls in states every time cannabis goes recreational? Did you know that the fact that cannabis is actually a Schedule One actually says that, that the the uh, Rockefeller Institute who created this because they wanted to move to the pulp industry, the tree industry, instead of using hemp. See, it was never about getting rid of cannabis. It was about getting rid of hemp because hemp was far too durable. Remember, hemp, when it's put into the ground, will actually replenish the earth but also take nuclear waste out of the soil. If you have nuclear contaminated soil, you can grow hemp in that grass and that ground, and it will take the nuclear waste out of the soil. This is scientific fact. This is nothing that I've made up. I'm not agenda anything. I don't have any stocks. I don't have a dog in the fight. But what I'm giving you is this shiny object that, that so many of us get caught up in, right? But we don't talk about the good stuff. We only talk about what we think we know or understand. But if I told you that alcohol, when entering your system, creates a panic in your system that your body has to eliminate it, well, you don't want to hear that either. So which one is it? See, the thing is, is we've been led down paths of understanding that we think we understand what we know, but our government has been lying to us for so long and creating this internal fight with ourselves. We have Hunter Biden literally hanging there. You know, Chinese Chinese governments is. Remember, he took a billion dollars from the Chinese. Remember, he had brought a billion dollars home on Air Force Two. Remember, your Air Force Two flew him to China with Daddy, and him and Daddy got off the plane. The big guy, according to Ukrainian documents, the Ukrainian oligarchs called him the big guy. They labeled him the big guy. Make sure the big guy gets his portion. But China went over there and gave him a billion dollars to his son, and his son flew back with a billion-dollar check to suddenly become a holdings company or whatever it was, the investment company. Now, when Chadwick sit there and continue to take pictures of this guy with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth, nobody's questioning him. They're talking about a tax evasion thing. They're talking about that he didn't report his taxes properly. That's what they're fighting this guy on? Are you, you're doing an Al Capone thing where you're doing him on, on mail fraud? You're not getting him for all the murders that you have him on? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to do it for mail fraud. It's far sexier. Got more. Oh, oh wait. But the, the whole uh, Hunter Biden case is on IRS income fraud. That he didn't report it, so they can go back and pay a fine. But that's but they have photos of him with people that obviously look underage, obviously look like Malia Obama. But we're not going to have that conversation again, guys. That we're the the idea that Hunter Biden has a law degree, his father has a law degree. All these people know what's right or wrong. So you can't do that. There's no morality. The morality's not there. The morality doesn't exist. But we don't work on that with people. We don't work on that with laws. We just make more and more and more and more and more laws. And just like your ATF, who changed the guidelines, not a law, changed the guidelines in their in their field manual that says that this brace that you can use on a pistol makes the pistol a gun or a rifle, and now the pistol then has to be registered as a rifle, not a, a, a pistol. Or Sorry, I said that wrong. You have to register the pistol as a rifle and not a pistol. It makes 22 million people federal felons because the government has tracked those that purchase those. 
and said, hey, by the way, if you don't register by this point, you are now a felon. This is their words. But see, this is the problem. We don't actually have these conversations about why it is we have these laws. Why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep over pursuing? And I get there's bad people that do bad things. But at the same time, we, we've done so much with this, you know, this whole thing with Trump and trying to take him down and all this other stuff. You can see how hard they're trying to leverage process crimes. By the way, every single thing that they're indicting Trump on are literally process crimes. Just like the New York one has no penal code behind it. It means it has no penalty code. So they're going to have to charge him with these one things that they've done in New York, but then they're going to have to somehow find him guilty of laws that they can actually penalize him with. But again, everybody's caught up in the whole shiny object. Oh, we got him. We indicted him. We indicted him. We indicted him. We indicted him. So what? What does that really mean? I mean, this guy is old enough that it, what does it really matter if you do? And do you think that it's going to look good in the annals of history that you somehow you know, arrested a former president as you're the presidential candidate going against him as a presidential candidate? You think that's going to go down in history the right way? Even if you're the one right in the history, it's still not going to go down the right way. But they don't care. But what I'm trying to tie into this is that we, we don't realize how much we have overburdened our judicial system with all these horrible laws, horrible rules, all these different ordinances, guidelines, all these different things. And then we wonder why we see them over-prosecuting and over-pursuing because they're trying to keep their job. Because they're told that the more convictions you get, the more, the more your job's stable, the more you know, money you make. We have incentivized this. And I have documentation. I could go on this for hours on how our government incentivizes taking children out of the homes, how our government incentivizes per- prosecuting people, persecuting people, our, how the, the, the PDs, the policy officers, they're actually, they enforce ordinances. They don't actually enforce laws. The police departments enforce ordinances. So again, we got, we got this word play that goes on. And, but we've allowed this in our society to happen. And how do we get here where things don't have meaning is because we have watered it down by trying to incentivize people to get promotions and raises. We've incentivized the wrong types of behavior where we're not saying, hey, we'll bonus those who don't over-persecute or prosecute. We'll bonus those who don't write too many tickets or get too many arrests. We'll bonus those that actually found ways to process these people through and make it a better life. Now, there's a lot of people that get arrested because why? Because there is a mental illness there. Because there is a deficiency there. But we, have, we don't want to institutionalize them because they say that's inhumane, but yes, we leave them on the street because that's more humane. Guys, you've got to figure out which way you want this. We had, we, I mean, how is it the society has gone, let's say, let's just go with the 6,000 years we've got in the Bible, right? How is it that for, you know, 5,000, 5, you know, 900 and... So many odd years of it, we got away with you know just having Ten Commandments and things were pretty hunky dory. Didn't have a lot of rules and laws, but all of a sudden here in the last fifty, sixty years, we have created many, so many laws and ordinances. Even the Obama White House asked for a count of how many laws, rules, ordinances, and guidelines that the federal government has, and they they came back after a year and said it is an unattainable number. Yeah, the Obama administration asked that question. They wanted to know what we what was really on the books. What do they really enforce? And what they end up finding out is there are so many on there, they can't count it. It's like the stars in the sky effect. How did that make, how does that make our society better? How is it that we have, what, what does it look like? How do we, have we come to a better place? Are we now, are we seeing less, you know, BLM and less Antifa, less whatever? Are we seeing more and more of this, you know, peaceful kumbaya stuff? No, we're not. We're not seeing that. 
See, the problem is, is that it doesn't matter how many laws you make, you just don't create morality. And where we lost all that was because we got rid of fathers in the home, and we got rid of God in the home, which got rid of God in our our, uh, our schools and our government, and now look what we're at. The idea that we lack morality, that is what's gotten us here. We don't have the morality because fathers are not in the home and made sure that they are there as the figure that keeps the family together and on the right moral track. We don't do that. We don't have that conversation. And then we put all these people into these prisons, and then we think, oh, well, we're just going to put 10 pounds of crap in a 5-pound bag, and it'll all come out sweet as honey. And we know that doesn't work either. But do you know within the prison systems, what's really kind of amazing is that even within the prison systems, they will actually sit there and create their own, their own legislation, their own government, their own hierarchies, because they know they need to have that balance. Anyway, guys, we've got so many opportunities to be amazing with each other, and we don't always do it. But anyway, we've got a quick commercial break coming up. We'll be back in just a minute. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to WYSL. I appreciate you guys being here on your, well, what were the hour and a half into this two hour long lunch, you guys? Appreciate you being here. We've doing, been doing a lot of stuff about, I've been talking about, like, you know, hey, how do we get people to have that morality, you know, that, uh, that effect that says, hey, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that? This is what we're talking about right now. I want to say that you can't law morality into people. Uh, uh, I want to go over one thing here with you, and I want you guys to listen to this. This is why we say we can't law morality into people. Uh, this is this is where everybody talks about the Jeffrey Epstein Island, the child trafficking, the human trafficking, the, the tunnels. Everybody's still going out there. You know, Q or 17 or this or that and the tunnels. It's all just, you know, it's just, uh, it's just keeping you distracted, man. You're not focusing on the... The enemy at hand. Well, if none of that is real, then GatewayPundit.com has this article out. It says, Jeffrey Epstein trafficking ring. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank settles with Jane Doe victims. Value is said to be $290 million. Now, banks have an entire entourage of, of lawyers in-house. And you don't think J.P. Morgan Chase has got a few lawyers laying around that know how to get things into that or this or that and appeal and do all these other things? Well, this is where I don't think people realize that there is actually movement going on, and we don't pay attention to this as the victories that we should. So this is a, an article that says, the, Another page in the seemingly never-ending Epstein saga was written today as J.P. Morgan Chase agreed to pay $290 million in a settlement with the Jane Doe, Jane Doe victims of Epstein. Now think about this. They settled with that. That so how much bigger was the original number that this is where they actually settled to. And the fact that they're going to willing to say they're going to do it to 290 million dollars. Again, I've reported on this in my on my show and stuff in the past where there's a lot of things going on in this case that are still moving forward, but it's like, well, that Jeffrey Epstein thing is still that's still uh that's still out there. You know, it's still not a 
just you know, we're we're just waiting on some verdicts. We're waiting on a decision because you know, until until the list is there, you know, it's just it's not real. There's no real convictions. No, okay, okay, wait. So you're thinking this this international bank that handles trillions of dollars in assets that they just went around and settled out two hundred ninety million dollars because they thought it just well, you know, it just 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 make it go away. Let's just make it go away. No. I guarantee you they spent at least that much money probably trying to defend against it. Because, see, this is what they're doing. But then this, this goes out there, and then nobody hears about it. it this, this is what – this is like – this is we should be breaking news. It should be coming out. There should be the entourage of cameras outside the courtroom, inside the courtroom, you know, reading out the documents, reading out the, oh, this just in in the case of J.P. Morgan again. You know, this is – no. We're not having that celebration of this. Uh, the, this, uh, this article goes on, the move by U.S. biggest bank was widely expected after Deutsche Bank had already settled uh, another trafficking victim representative for seven. Oh, so this is one individual. So $75 million, Deutsche Bank paid one individual $75 million in the Jeffrey Epstein case. So J.P. Morgan has settled for $290 million for just one victim. So these are single victim cases. And how many more of these cases are going to continue to come out? The settlement means to stop the uh, reputation damage that the bank is suffering. Since, among other disturbing res- revelations that has seen state that has been stated in court documents, that one of its ex- uh, executives uh, is accused of brutally raping an anonymous plaintiff, Jane Doe. So now wait. So an executive inside of J.P. Morgan ba- uh, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Jess Stanley. And this is part of the court case, so I'm not reading anything out of turn here. Was it was uh, this was this is what he, the, the J.P. Morgan Chase was a part of that. So this is all why this all worked out. So in fact, J.P. Morgan Chase decided to sue Stanley uh, via a third party complaint. So no wait, J.P. Morgan Chase they sued their own guy for using J.P. Morgan Chase to pay or money launder through Epstein. You see where this all going? Like they're even stitching on his like oh hey you know we're gonna we're gonna double down on our boy, like did they just victimize their own guy for letting him what? Come on, the settlement which still has to be approved by the judge over overseeing the case will not completely uh, extinguish the Epstein related problems for the company since this is also be, they're also being sued by the Virgin Island Territory. So there's a lot more to come out on this. I think there's a lot more out there. I think you guys are going to see that, yeah, this is not going away. It's not going to end well. And here's another one from yournews.com. FBI records reveal Ukrainian oligarch linked to Hunter Biden called Joe Biden the big guy. Remember I said this earlier when I talked about this the first segment, the first half hour? In the FBI files, uh, there's a, it was revealed that a Ukrainian oligarch who owns the Burisma Energy uh, where Hunter Biden just happened to go clock in, you know, because he's, uh, he's a, such a financial wizard. He was on that old board there. Guys, if you guys, you guys understand what boards are, right? Let me, you know, you guys, you guys know what a board of directors is? It's a cool kids club. And you start going looking at like Spirit and Boeing and Cessna and Beechcraft and Ford and GE and, you know, uh, even BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and uh, Microsoft. And Apple, what you need to do is you need to go out and get yourself a little string board. This is going to drive you crazy because you're going to run out of string. But what you do is you start getting some of the – let's just say that – let's do the top 500. 
So print out the names of Type 500, put them on a wall, you know, put them on little, like, little, like, let's say baseball card size pieces of, you know, a little piece of paper. Boop, 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 you on the wall. And then start finding out the board's name, okay, who all the names are on the board. And then start finding out how many of that Type 500 that they're on each other's boards. And how many boards are they on? Because they're not on one board. The guy from GE and the lady from GE is on Boeing's, and they're on you know ABC and NBC's, and they're on the CNN board, and they're they're over here on uh, you know American Airlines board, and then they're on the you know Bombardier board, and then they're on. You see what I'm saying? So there'll be a, there'll be these guys in this cool kids club where you're like, well, you know. You know, oh, this guy's on this board, you know, because he really cares about this company. No, they're they're cross pollinating all their guys across all the boards, so that all these these businesses, you, they kind of move in a unison. They kind of move in the same direction. They have the same ideology moving forward because these people vote in which direction the bo- the board's going to go. And that's why these CEOs and the chairman of the board positions and all these other things seem to be very coveted because, one, you get paid when you're on the board. So if you're on a board of Ford, let's say they just call you up one day, hey, man, we want you to be on the uh, board of directors for Ford. You're like, bet. They pay you. They pay for your trips. They, they pay for all your food. They pay for all your stuff. They give you your money. They give you a, a paycheck on top of it. And you show up like you know once a month or once a quarter and do little voting stuff. But then you're on other boards because, see, if you own GE or if you're the president of GE, then all of your buddies who are on your board, well, then you're on their – all your buddies on these different corporations, well, you're on their boards as well. So it's this really incestuous thing. And I don't think you guys have paid attention to that. But when we talk about how these companies, these these energy companies that Hunter Biden was on, these are all give-me-favor stuff. You know, your, your kid's on there, the kid's on there because dad needs to give the kid some money and he's tired of paying for it so the kids get his own money. So we'll put him on this board as this nothing position. Yeah, he has a right to vote, but it doesn't really matter because nobody listens to him anyway and we, we vote the board the way we want it. So it doesn't really matter, but you're on the your board, you get your paycheck, you, do, you, you get your little junket, go, you go on little trips. But that's uh, that's why this Hunter Biden thing is is nobody's talking about this part of it, the impact of what it really meant for him to be on Burisma's board, a Ukrainian like it'd be like somebody in Ukraine or you know Brazil or Paraguay or Australia calling, hey Jim Price, we want you to be on the board. I'm like board of what? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a paid position, man. You show up like every three months. I'd I'll be there, and that's what it's like. And you, they call you say, hey, we're having the meeting on Thursday. We'd like to fly you in. We'll have a couple other meetings. We'll do a tour of this or that. We've got a massage planned. And uh, we've got a board meeting for this. You guys will fly it on Sunday. Bet I'll be there. And these people, not, and I'm not saying they get paid like 10000 a year. These are million-dollar, multi-million-dollar positions on these boards, just like Hunter Biden. And this happens across all levels of these large corporations. But I guarantee if you take a little string board and you start figuring out who's on the GE board and then who's on the on, on Boeing's board and then who's on you know uh, Lockheed Martin's board and then you go look on who's on uh, – you know, and so you start finding out these lists of people and then you're going to start seeing like, oh, oh, that guy's on this board and that board, this board, that – oh, now I see it. Oh, wait, uh, uh, and then you just – it just starts all coming apart. And you realize that this is a cool kids club and you're not part of it.
And then you wonder why it seems like these people just don't listen to you. The only thing that they really do listen that actually does affect them is when you take away their money. When you take away the cash flow, do you know why? Do you know why that Warren Buffett owns Geico, the government employee insurance company, G E I C O, government employee insurance company? Do you know why he owns Liberty? Do you know why he owns uh, like he owns like he owns like five or six? I might, I might even be up to eight now. Different insurance companies. He's te- he'll tell you that it's a monthly cash flow that he gets to take that money. That's monthly pumped into his company, and he goes and he puts that out onto other projects that he wants to invest in. He doesn't leave the money in those companies, but he's getting that monthly cash flow. Why? Because the government mandated you to have insurance, so he knows that no matter what, you're going to hit one of his companies, and he's going to have that cash flow from you because it's a guaranteed income for him. Because insurance is mandatory. Well, Jim, that way uh, protects everybody, and everybody's protected, and everybody's got protected, and everybody's protected. Guys, what did we do before insurance companies? 100 years ago, 150 years ago, when we didn't have insurance companies running our seatbelts and the windshield and the wipers and the signals and the third light and the cameras and all the other stuff, what did, how did we survive? I mean, is litig- a litigious society so important to you that we don't realize that we've allowed these insurance companies to take over our lives? Remember where all this evil does come from. It's this it's all incestuous. Alright guys, commercial break coming up and we'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Alright, welcome back to Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for sticking around here. Uh, I just want to go down through this this article here and and the idea that I love the I love that, you know, even in yournews.com this article comes out. Uh, it says allegedly a lot and i'm just like guys we have more documentation that uh, we know that this is not alleged bribery and the fact the fact that they're only hanging on hunter biden for oh tax evasion or something like that and they're saying oh there's just this one time that joe did this five million dollar thing this bribery thing and and it was just that one time it it was probably just a mistake and you know it's really not worth you know going and don't get upset i mean you know it happens right it's it's just different. Well, this is this is where we go. So the FBI reportedly revealed Ukrainian oligarch who owned the Burisma Energy Company where uh, Hunter Biden worked referred to him as the big guy. Makola, 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 I don't know. You know how I am with these Russian names. Owner of Burisma was allegedly identified as the foreign national in, uh, involved in the crime bribery scheme. Now, here's the thing. Guys, we know there's more than this. We we know there's more than this. We know about the money that, that Hunter Biden was giving dad for $50,000 a month for rent to the house that he didn't live in. We know about all this other documentation that there's. We know about the Chinese. We know about Ukraine. We know about Russia. We know about Hillary's tie to Russia. We know all this stuff. Just like the allog- the rich guy. I don't use the I don't like to use the word oligarchy or whatever the I'm moving on. The rich guy out of Russia who gave, you know, Uncle Bill a, a bunch of money for coming over there speaking in, in, in Russia, but yet Trump is the Russian asset? Then how do Uncle Billy and Aunt Hillary get money from them? Why is that a thing? Remember, when you're running a scheme like this, you heavily document when you're paying bribes to public officials, you heavily document all these things because then you have the leverage against them to say, hey, listen, I got you, boy. I got you. 
you, I gave you the money. Now do as you're told. You got, you know, hey, prid pro quo. Do the same, same, right? That's what this is about, guys. And the sad part, we're talking about this like one $5 million thing here. It happened more than that. We know it did. It's in the Hunter Biden laptop. It's in the Anthony Weiner laptop. It's out there in WikiLeaks. It's out with Snowden. How many more things, how much more treasure trove of evidence do you need? But I just wonder, I just wonder if we, we, we don't want to pay attention. Because the dog's not crapping on our front porch, so it doesn't matter to us. It's not my dog, not my crap, right? But guys, let me give you this. Let me give you this. This is where we have they have broken away. They have used words to manipulate us in so many ways. If one single person in this America, in this America, this United States of America, this this one idea called America, if one of us, one of us, one of our votes was changed illegally, then all of us are offended. If one of us is over persecuted, I know I'm using that word heavily a lot lately. If, and that's what you're seeing with, with Trump is persecution, not prosecution. And shame on the DA, the Department of Justice, for allowing that to happen to our judicial system and taking away what could be a really great part of our society and said, now, what, what credibility do they have? Where do you want to go and stand behind them? Where, tell me, please, how you want to feel about that. But the idea that we're seeing this happen to Trump, not just with the 30-some indictments through New York where it cost him $200 million for him to drive in to the courtroom and stand there for 20 minutes and then turn around and drive back out and get on his own private plane and fly back to Florida with a big finger out the window. You know, remember that $200 million that New York had to have? To, you know, we got to shut the world down so this guy could be indicted. Boy, this is going to be the end of him. I am so proud of you guys for standing behind Trump. I am proud of him in ways that I, I, I'm telling you, because I didn't see that help. Of, I didn't see that help for me. I lost friends. I lost social groups. I lost a, a career. 18 years of the Department of Defense. But I love the fact that I see you standing behind Trump. I see you standing behind Rudy Giuliani. I see you standing behind Roger Stone. I see you standing behind General Flynn. And I am proud that you guys are seeing that you need to stand behind these people, even though the DOJ has told you they're criminals. These are felons. These are horrible people. We're taking them to justice. But you guys aren't falling for that anymore. Now, when this started with me in 2016, that didn't happen. I was told that, well, Jim, that newspaper wouldn't do that if it wasn't real. Do you know how many times I heard that and it broke my heart that people who knew me for decades did not want to hear what was really going on? But I'm proud of you guys knowing that you guys are standing here and willing to stand up for Trump and the stuff with Burisma and Hunter and Anthony Weiner and Aunt Hillary and Uncle Billy and all these other guys out there and even you know even Uncle Barry and his and his husband. I mean, we know that those people were fake. We know those were liars. We know he's a foreign national taking on a presidential position. We know that. You know that. You know that. You know that in your heart. If I asked you to swear in a stack of Bibles, you would do it in a second. And we have come a long way as a country, and it's been amazing to see you guys transform and understand the evils that are around you. And it's breathtaking. But now that you have realized it, now that you have seen these things in real time, you're seeing that they're, they're willing to wash away and look the other direction on so many things. Now you're becoming wiser. Now you're holding them accountable. Now you're saying there's going to be a difference in the world around me. But don't just say that in your head. Say it with your mouth. 
Say it with your posts. Say it with your actions. When's the last time you were at a school board meeting? When's the last time you were at a city council meeting? When was the last time you were at a county commission meeting? When's the last time you went and talked to your legislators and stood there and watched them in the, in the chambers? Do you want to freak out legislators? Show up and watch them vote. They'll come over and ask us if there's anything they could do. Oh, what district are you in? Oh, let me get you with your representative. You want to freak out the city council? Show up in numbers. You want to freak out your county, your county commissioners? Show up in numbers. You don't have to say a thing. It will just freak them out that there's that many people watching. And that's why they hold their meetings during the day. That's why they do it on off days where you can't get there at 12 o'clock on a Tuesday or you know 9 o'clock on a Wednesday because they don't want you there because they know if you show up, they are going to be held accountable. And that's why they do it. It's all about you know just, just just staying away from you. You know, if I don't have to face you, then I don't have to I don't have to face you. I don't have to listen. I don't have to change my path. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be held accountable. And you have that power. But now that you know the things that you know, you know the Roger Stone story, you know what's going on in Ukraine, you know the lies they're teaching you and, and, and pumping into you. What about East Palestine? Where about all those people over there in East Palestine that's just downriver from the intel plant that's getting ready to go online or they're getting ready to suck all the water off the aquifer that town's going to go dry? What about the fact that they're taking that, that entire town's uh, power off the grid to fire up that intel plant? Anybody talking about that? Anybody talking about East Palestine? No? Are we still talking about the flyers in Canada? Did we already forget about that? Because that was so last week. That was so many days ago, like two days, three days ago. See, this is what they expect in the news cycle of things. They want you to forget, and they want you to move on. And no different than this whole thing with Trump being announced on a Thursday. Oh, it was leaked again. Oh, oops, we leaked that again. Sorry. <laughs> we'll try harder next time. Here's the sad part. I want some whistleblowers from the aerosols, the aerosol guys that spray our skies. I want the whistleblowers on in the FBI and the CIA and the NSA. I want the whistleblowers inside the Federal Reserve. Where are the whistleblowers in the Federal Reserve? Where are the people that work there? Are you telling me those people live there and go, my conscience is clear. I love the Fed Reserve. They're amazing. We gotta get truthful with each other, gotta get honest with each other. We are the difference makers. You've always been the difference makers, and the more powerful you are more terrified they are that's how you do it when you believe you're powerful when you believe you have the strength you become the difference makers guys thank you so much for being here in the second hour of the dark delight show we'll see you guys tomorrow bye bye